0: Hello and welcome to Jonathan's Verdicts. I'm Jonathan Simeone. The title of this episode is Thoughts After the South Carolina Democratic Debate. The verdict for this episode is The debate didn't change the trajectory of the race. As always, I don't edit these podcasts and I don't have a script. They are just a chance for me to talk about what's on my mind. Before discussing the debate, I want to discuss an issue that has come up in the campaign in recent days that is being grotesquely, inaccurately reported and needs to be discussed. Uh, and as a reminder, I'm not a person with any special contacts. I'm just an avid uh, political buff, interested tremendously in the race, in the future of our world. And I just did this research in a few minutes sitting in my room before I recorded this podcast. I have a day job uh, this blog and podcast is just a hobby of mine. I say all that to point out how easy telling the truth about this issue would be if the media was interested in doing so. And the fact that it can't tell the truth really does, unfortunately, provide more evidence to the media's bias. The issue I'm talking about is the story that uh, Bernie Sanders supposedly was ready to primary Barack Obama in 2012. This idea originated in an article published on the uh, in on the Atlantic website on February 19th of 2020, and the title is just horrifyingly misleading when you dig into the facts uh, because it says uh, Sanders' hidden plot to primary Obama. And I'm paraphrasing, but, but that's the idea. Uh, you can go online and read the story if you want. The important things to take from this is that the idea is that in the summer of 2011, according to the article, Harry Reid had to talk Bernie Sanders out of primarying Barack Obama. The source for this, if you follow the threads of the article, is supposedly that Sanders had a conversation with fellow Vermont Senator Patrick Leahy about this And Leahy then called Obama's campaign manager, Jim Messina, to warn him about this. And Messina went to Reed and then Reed went to Sanders. Uh, That's that's the way this is laid out. Now, the article doesn't tell us, and this this is really crucial information, uh, that uh, Jim Messina – Uh, has been attending fundraisers for Joe Biden. His wife, Jim Messina's wife, has publicly endorsed Joe Biden. And an interview in Politico on January 20th, so basically a month before the Atlantic publication, uh, Jim Messina came out and told Politico essentially what a bad candidate Bernie Sanders is. So you have a uh, Biden supporter, a person helping to raise money for the Biden campaign who has no firsthand knowledge of any conversation Bernie Sanders had with anyone about a possible primary challenge uh, being cited as a corroboration for the idea that Bernie was serious about challenging Joe Biden or Barack Obama. Now, uh, Patrick Leahy refused to comment to The Atlantic for the story uh, through a spokesperson. Uh, Harry Reid. Uh, had a spokesperson who said Reid spoke to Bernie Sanders about uh, primarying, uh, the possibility of a primary to Obama. But the spokesperson said, and this is way down in the article, I mean in the last or second to last paragraph, but Reid's spokesperson said that uh, running against Barack Obama in 2012 Would have been stupid. And Bernie Sanders isn't stupid. So if you read between the tea leaves of that, the Harry Reid spokesperson is certainly not supporting the idea that Bernie Sanders was ready to primary uh, Barack Obama. Now, the article, you know, way, way down in it. After it talks about the hidden plot to primary Obama, does actually talk about an interview from March uh, of 2011 Sanders did with NYC radio in New York City, the WNYC, the public radio affiliate in New York City. And I found this interview online. You can find it yourself. I think the date is March 16th of 2011. In the interview, Sanders clearly says uh, that he is not going to run against Barack Obama in 2012. Again, in March of 2011, clearly says, I'm not going to run against Barack Obama What he does say is that it would be a good idea for somebody to – on the left to think about a primary because of uh, the proposed cuts to Social Security, the uh, increase or the decrease in the value uh, of the estate tax, which was a giveaway to billionaires and millionaires. Uh, So he talks about policy concerns and he talks about the value of primaries, but he unequivocally says, and again, the the audio is online, that he himself is not going to run against Barack Obama. In July of 2011, the article uh, also talks about this. Sanders did an interview with Tom uh, Hartman, where again, he talks about a primary Uh, being good for democracy and all that, but he doesn't talk about primarying Barack Obama himself. So the reason all this matters is uh, I saw Jim Messina on CNN yesterday morning and uh, they didn't tell the viewers that he he is a supporter of Joe Biden they didn't tell the viewers that uh, he has literally no firsthand knowledge of any conversation about potentially primarying Obama. Uh, and he went on and unequivocally said Sanders was supporting um, – uh, was thinking about primarying Barack Obama. All of the actual evidence – Uh, including Sanders' words, completely dispels that idea. Uh, Joe Biden has since taken a clip where Sanders talks about it might be a good idea for somebody to primary Obama uh, and has taken that totally out of context and turned it into a commercial that Sanders is going to or was thinking about primarying obama and when you know the facts uh and again you know I, I i've been very transparent here you can go look this stuff up yourself when you know the facts uh that is just a falsehood that is just not supported by the evidence and yet uh they are being allowed to make this claim on television. Sanders, this came up during the debate, uh, the South Carolina debate last night. Uh, and the media is allowing this nonsense to go unchecked and helping, in fact, helping promote it. And this is why so many people are alienated by the media uh, by and by traditional politicians and traditional politics because it is so fundamentally dishonest. Uh, As for the debate itself, um, as I said, I don't think it changed the trajectory of the race uh, at all. Uh, Bloomberg was a little better, but the bar was so low after the Nevada debate. um, I just don't see it having any real impact uh, in terms of moving him up. His answer about the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, where he was talking about communities on different sides of the wall or something, was so sophomoric and just ignorant uh, that you, you just can't take that kind of ignorance serious as a presidential candidate. The bar for Biden is so low that people say he had his best debate uh, because he had some energy. Like really, there are pundits saying that. This was his best performance essentially because he was present for the entire thing. I mean that's, that's pretty scary. Um, uh, I don't know why Klobuchar uh, and Steyer are there. Uh, they just get in the way. Something really has to be done about that uh, I think Buddha uh, judge was awful the way he kept interrupting people the way he kept talking over time it just reeked of desperation uh, it was not a good look uh, you know and he's gonna get trounced in South Carolina and hopefully that will get us out of having to watch him on another debate stage. Uh, Warren was aggressive going after Bloomberg. I thought uh, she scored some points on the filibuster issue. I totally agree with her on that. But I also think in some cases it was a little too, she maybe went a little too far, um, that it was too much into attacking people and I again, I just I don't think whatever happened last night is going to change the flow of the race. Um, I think things are already baked in, and I just don't know where Warren is going to get a win. Um, as far as Bernie goes, he was under a lot of fire, and personally, I know he's getting a lot of criticism for some of his answers, but I liked them so much. That I made another contribution to the campaign, which I had no intention of doing. And the reason is very simple. I love the fact that he called Benjamin Netanyahu a racist. I think it's very important that we tell the truth on things like that. I'm very glad that he made a point of highlighting the suffering of the Palestinian people. I really liked... The fact that he said sometimes we have to tell – be honest about American foreign policy um, because the American government really does have a history of overthrowing governments around the world and installing dictatorships. That's just the reality. Uh, The CIA really did overthrow the Allende government in Chile in '73. And lied about it for decades. The, the CIA really did overthrow uh, the Mossadegh government in Iran uh, in 53 and install the Shah, which has turned out to be just an epic political disaster. Um, and so his, his comments are exactly correct. You're not supposed to say it. You're not supposed to tell the truth about American foreign policy. Um, and he's been criticized for that. But it's really important that somebody do that. And I really respect the fact that he is so willing to tell such truth. Uh, the other thing about the foreign policy discussion is this whole di- whole discussion around uh, Bernie talking about literacy in Cuba. Now, this was actually fact-checked um, after the debate. Uh, Politifact, I think is how you say it, uh, reports that their fact check says, you know, 700,000 people became literate in the first few years after the Cuban Revolution. Now, Bernie went out of his way, as he has always done to criticize the authoritarian governments around the world, which is, by the way, far different from the current occupant of the White House. Bernie criticized Saudi Arabia, which isn't done by Republicans or Democrats. Um, But this whole issue of you can't say anything good about bad governments – even when they do the right thing, is why so many people disrespect America. Because the idea that we uh, shouldn't support children learning how to read and write is pathetic. I'm sorry. If Kim Jong-un had a successful literacy campaign, and I, I don't think he does, okay? But if he did, I would say that's a good thing. Um, I would say any government that helps people learn how to read and write is doing the right thing. The Chinese government has lifted a ton of people out of poverty. We should all be glad that people, less people are starving to death. That is a good thing. Does that mean that uh, China's putting Muslims in concentration camps is a good thing? No. Does it mean that China's censorship is a good thing? No. But when we reach a point where you cannot say that children learning how to read and write and fewer people uh, not starving to death is a good thing, we have crossed into the absurd. Literacy and poverty are questions of morality. Every single person should want a child in Cuba to know how to read and write. Every single person should be glad when someone in China doesn't starve to death. And the idea that pointing these things out uh, while simultaneously criticizing oppression and censorship is somehow a, this outrageous thing that disqualifies you from being president. Uh, it's just absurd. It's just absurd. It, and it's immoral. It's an immoral position for Biden and Judge and Bloomberg uh, and all these people to be taking. When America is at a point which it, it has been, where you cannot say poor people, people living in poverty, eating is a good thing. and children learning to read and write is a good thing, uh, it, it, we have just become an embarrassment. And that's that's what that whole discussion was. And that's why I was so proud to be, a supporter of Bernie's during that discussion. That's what I have for this episode of Jonathan's Verdicts, and I'll be back soon with another episode.